I do see Rhonda. Okay. Yeah, I believe everybody's. Yeah, I yes, believe I'm here. I'm here. Yes. Okay. Thank you. Well, we'll call this meeting to order on the November 12th, 2020, Williamson County Regional Planning Commission. Um, and uh, with that, I will turn it over to Mike for a roll call for attendees. Okay, thank you. Uh, Don Crohan. Present. Robert Austin. I'm here. Sorry about that. Okay, thank you, Robin. Sharon Hatcher. Present. Steve Lane. Is Steve Lane with us? Mike, Steve's having a little trouble logging on, but he's trying again. So check on him again in a minute. Okay, terrific. Uh, Beth Lothers. Lothers present. Thank you. <coughs> Jessica Lucision. Lucision present. Thank you. Keith McCord. Present. Amy McCoy. Present. Brian Richter. Present. Ron Rose. Present. Eddie Sanders. Present. And has Steve Lane joined us yet? <clears throat> okay, well, hopefully Steve will, will join us momentarily, but uh, Mr. Chairman, we do have a quorum. Thank you, Mark. <clears throat> um, first off, we need to ask for a motion to declare this. Uh, that is a necessity that we the meeting be held electronically due to COVID-19. Do I have a motion from? So moved. Lothers. Second. We have a motion uh, made and seconded, and I'll turn it over to Mike for a roll call, please. Okay, Don Crohan. Yes. Robin Baldry. Yes. Holly Gibbons. I'm sorry, Sharon Hatcher. <laughs> Yes. Steve Lane. <coughs> Steve here yet? Okay. Lothers. Lothers, yes. Jessica Lucision. Yes. Tammy McCoy. Yes. Yes. And Richter. Yes. Rhonda Rose. Yes. Eddie Sanders. Yes. And then back to uh, Steve Lane if he's with us. not okay that motion uh passes uh we'll turn back to staff now for announcements okay thank you uh just a couple of quick things the first announcement is that uh on monday evening the county commission uh adopted all six of the zoning related resolutions that you all have taken up over the past couple of meetings uh, and in addition to that, they, on all six of them, made those effective immediately. So those six resolutions, the map amendments, the text amendments, uh, have all been adopted and are in effect. Uh, second announcement is that item 10, it's patent Hill states, uh, has been withdrawn from this evening's agenda. And that's all I have. Um. Mike, do you have the total number of people that have signed up for item number 15 for the public hearing? I do. So uh, for 
Item 15, there are 27 people who have signed up. Uh, that's for the, uh, the uh, Hooker property. Uh, for the other public hearing item, which is the Reeds Vale subdivision, there are five people who have signed up. And so given the number of people for item 15, I do recommend that you all uh, suspend temporarily your bylaws and extend that public hearing time. <coughs> Mr. Chairman, this is Christy Ransom. The motion would actually be to temporarily alter the bylaws to allow the public hearing to be extended for a total of however many minutes you all wish to extend it. So typically we're in the two to three minute range. So I'll open it up to the for a motion. Mothers, I move that we extend public hearing from 30 minutes to one hour. Rhonda Rose, I uh, second. I have a uh, motion and a second to extend the public hearing to a total of one hour. It's, Mr. Chairman, uh, just a point of clarification. This is Christy Ransom. We're talking about item 15, correct? That is correct. Yes, ma'am. I'm sorry. Yes, item 15 public meeting will be extended to uh, 60 minutes. Is there any further discussion on this item? You need to take a roll call vote on that, please. Yep. Turn it over to Mike. Will you take the call? Roll call, please. Okay, Don Crohan. Yes. Robin Baldry. Yes. Sharon Hatcher. Yes. Steve Lane. Yes. Beth Lothers. Lothers, yes. Jessica Lucision. Yes. Keith McCord. Yes. Sammy McCoy. Yes. Brian Richter. Yes. Rhonda Rose. Yes. Eddie Sanders. Yes. Thank you. Thank you, Mike. So item 16 is the other public hearing, but we only have five people. So we do not need to alter the, uh, the time for that public meeting, which will be a max of 30 minutes. Um, I will note that on that, that public meeting, the uh, each speaker will be given a, per our, per our bylaws, each speaker will be given a, a total of three minutes on item 16. So that'll be, uh, um, it will not use the full three minutes. Um, I think we need to move now to consideration of meeting minutes. Uh, the first, um, we did have two meetings last month, so we've got two separate items to vote on here. First one will be approval of the October 8th um, regular, regularly scheduled meeting. Uh, do we have any additions or corrections to those minutes? Hearing none, I'll go to a roll call vote. Mike? Okay, Don Crohan. Wait just yes. a minute. I'm sorry. This Wait. is Chris Ransom. We're going to need a motion and a second for the adoption of the minutes as presented. Yes, sorry. So I do need a motion and a second. I make a motion on Crowhan. That we accept the minutes as written. And do we get a second on that? Richter, second. Thank you. In Hearing no further discussion, Mike, I'll turn it over this time to for a roll call vote. Okay, Commissioner Crohan. Yes. Commissioner Baldry. 
Yes. Commissioner Hatcher. Yes. Commissioner Lane. Yes. Commissioner Lothers. Lothers, yes. Commissioner Lecision. Yes. Commissioner McCord. Yes. Commissioner McCoy. Yes. Commissioner Richter. Yes. Commissioner Rose. Yes. Commissioner Sanders. Yes. The motion passes. Um, now we will take up uh, approval of the minutes uh, for the October 27th, 2020 special call meeting. And uh, are there any additions or corrections to that? Hearing none, do I have a motion for approval? Lothers, motion moved to approve. Aldry, second it. I have a motion uh, and a second for approval of the October 27th meeting minutes. Please, uh, Mike, please take the roll call, please. Don Crohan. Yes. Robin Baldry. Yes. Sharon Hatcher. Yes. Steve Lane. Yes. Beth Lothers. Lothers, yes. Jessica Lucision. Yes. Keith McCord. Yes. Sammy McCoy. Yes. Brian Richter. Yes. Rhonda Rose. Yes. And Eddie Sanders. Yes. There is a, a little bit of feedback on the on the on this meeting. So if everyone could mute your yourselves when you're not speaking, that would be great. Thank you. All right, we will move on in the agenda. Uh, we'll move to the consent agenda and I will turn that back over to staff for reading of the consent agenda. Okay, terrific. And if you could uh, zoom in just a little bit, I'll be reading from the screen. Thank you. Okay, starting with number three, Cedarmont Farms Rural Retreat. That's a performance bond for landscaping, $1,485. Recommendation is to convert to maintenance in the existing amount. Item four, Enclave at Dove Lake, wastewater area, maintenance bond for landscaping, $10,250. Recommendation, release the bond. Item five, Falls Grove, section one, maintenance bond for roads, drainage and erosion control, $290,000. Recommendation, reduce to the amount of $200,000 and extend to January 20, that should be 2021, I believe. Is that right? I think that should be January of 2021. Number six, Hearts Landmark maintenance bond for sewer, $40,000. Recommendation extend in the current amount for six months. Item seven, Stevens Valley section two, maintenance bond for roads, drainage and erosion control, $317,000. Recommendation reduce to the amount of $200,000 and extend for one year. Item eight, Vail Creek maintenance bond for roads, drainage and erosion control, $200,000. Recommendation extend in the current amount for six months. And then dropping down to final plats, item 23, final plat review from McDaniel Estate, section three. Plat uh, is in order, staff recommends approval of the final plat with the following conditions. One, establishment of a performance bond for roads, drainage and erosion control in the amount of $614,000. Item two, establishment of a performance bond for water improvements in favor of the Crofton Utility District in the amount of $171,000. Uh, 
three, establishment of a maintenance bond for water improvements in favor of McCrofton Utility District in the amount of $25,576.50. Four, establishment of a performance bond for the wastewater collection system in the amount of $182,000. Five, execution of a performance of performance agreements for the above reference sureties. Item six, the, the approved HOA documents must be recorded concurrently with the recording of the final plat. Seven, execution of a stormwater maintenance agreement and submission of an operation and maintenance plan for stormwater improvements. And eight, submission of the approved final plat in DWG format on recordable media based on the Tennessee State Plan Coordinate System prior to signature and recording of the plat. Thank you, Mike. I appreciate that. Uh, do I have any in um, just for clarification? Item number five that was reduced to an amount of two hundred thousand and to be reviewed at the January twenty twenty one meeting. Is that correct? Would you scroll back up to number five, please? Uh, William, I, I'm assuming that if you're on the call, that that, that is correct. It's it's January of 2021, correct? Uh, I, believe, I believe William's helping out downstairs, so uh, we would have to check on that. Sure. And I believe uh, we still haven't read in item 24. Oh, thank you. If you if you'll scroll to that, scroll to that, that'd be great. Okay. Okay, and item 24, final plat review for the Grove, section 14. Plat is in order. Staff recommends approval of the final plat with the following conditions. One, establish, establishment of a performance bond for roads, drainage, and erosion control in the amount of $850,000. This amount is based on work completed. Two, establishment of a performance bond for water improvements in favor of the Crofton Utility District in the amount of $336,000. Three, establishment of a maintenance bond for water improvements in favor of the Millcrofton Utility District in the amount of $50,400. Four, establishment of a performance bond for the wastewater collection system in the amount of $214,800. Uh, and five, execution of performance agreements for the above referenced sureties. Uh, Mr. Chairman, I, I, this is Floyd. I also got confirmation from William that it is 2021. For item five. Thank you, Floyd. Thank you. I apologize for missing item 24 there. I'll try to pay attention. So, um, any further discussion on the consent agenda? Uh, Mr. Chairman, this is Lothers. Go ahead. Thanks. On item 24, um, Mr. Madison correctly spoke into the record items one through five, uh, just that there's a typographical area error that says one to four and there's five items just so that's noted for the record that there's five items that review thanks thank you any further comment or a motion do i do i have a motion on the uh, consent agenda oh and i move we accept staff's recommendation Thank you. Richard, second. Okay, we have a motion 
Uh, and seconded, uh, Mike called roll call, please. Commissioner Crohan. Yes. Commissioner Baldry. Yes. Commissioner Hatcher. Yes. Commissioner Lane. Yes. Commissioner Lothers. Lothers, yes. Commissioner Lucision. Yes. Commissioner McCord. Yes. Commissioner McCoy. Yes. Commissioner Richter. Yes. Commissioner Rose. Yes. Commissioner Sanders. Yes. That motion is approved. All right, moving on to old business, I believe. Uh, item number nine, final plat review for Hillsborough Manor, large lot easement subdivision containing three lots on 15.26 acres located off Old Hillsborough Road in the Knight Voting District staff. Thank you, Mr. Chairman. This is Lincoln Sweet. Um, the subject parcel is approximately 15 acres in size and is located off Old Hillsborough Road, approximately 630 feet from Old Charlotte Pike. The applicant is requesting approval of a large lot easement subdivision in order to create three lots off a new 50-foot ingress-egress utilities easement. The site contains uh, natural resources requiring protection, including steep slopes, slippage soils, and woodlands. There are moderately and very steep slopes outside of building envelopes. The site is also mostly under tree canopy. All zoning ordinance requirements, including those regarding the protection of natural resources, have been met. The applicant is proposing individual septic systems for the lots, and the Williamson County Department of Sewage Disposal Management has approved the request. Water will be provided by the Millcrofton Utility District. As no fire hydrants are proposed, and as none are currently located within 500 feet of the building envelopes, the building envelopes have been separated by 200 feet. The plat is in order, and staff recommends approval subject to the following. A notice of coverage issued by TDEC will be required prior to the signing of the plat. Uh, two, a land disturbance permit must be obtained for the overall development. And number three, driveway and drainage infrastructure must be complete, consistent with zoning ordinance requirements prior to issuance of building permits. Thank you, Lincoln. Um, do I have any further comments or discussions on item number nine? Do uh, hearing none, do I have a motion? Oh, and I move we accept this recommendation. Rose second. I have a motion and second on item number nine. Take a roll call, please, Mike. Yes, sir. Commissioner Crohan. Yes. Commissioner Baldry. Yes. Commissioner Hatcher. Commissioner Lane. Yes. Commissioner Lothers. Lothers, yes. Commissioner Lucision. Yes. Commissioner McCord. Yes. Commissioner McCoy. Yes. Commissioner Richter. Yes. Commissioner Rose. Yes. And Commissioner Sanders. Yes. Thank you. Um, moving on to item number 10. It is a final plat review for Pavensville Estate. Large lot easement subdivision containing six lots on 44.66 acres. Sorry, 46.66 acres located 
off Paytonville Arno Road in the second voting district. Staff, uh, and I'm showing the report shows this item has been withdrawn. That is correct. Okay. Yep. Thank you. Moving on to item 11. Final plat review uh, for Brooklyn's large lot subdivision containing four lots on 25.55 acres located off Paytonville Trinity Road in the 12th voting district. Staff. Thank you, Mr. Chairman. This is Lincoln Sweet again. Uh, the subject property is approximately 26 acres in size, is located off Paytonsville Trinity Road, approximately one third mile south of the intersection of Crowd and Meeks Roads. The applicant is requesting approval of a large lot easement subdivision in order to create four lots off a new 50 foot ingress egress utilities easement. The site contains natural resources requiring protection, including steep slopes, a hilltop, slippage soils, wetlands, and woodlands. There are moderately steep slopes inside and outside of building envelopes and very steep slopes outside of building envelopes. The hilltop is entirely outside of any building envelopes. Qualified professionals have determined there are no wetlands or slippage soils in the building envelopes. The site is also mostly under tree canopy. All zoning ordinance requirements, including those regarding the protection of natural resources have been met. The applicant is proposing individual septic systems for the lots and the Williamson County Department of Sewage Disposal Management has approved the request. Water will be provided by the Millcrofton Utility District as no fire hydrants are proposed and as none are currently located within 500 feet of the building envelopes, the building envelopes have been separated by 200 feet. The plat is in order and staff recommends approval subject to the following. A notice of coverage issued by TDEC will be required prior to the signing of the plat. Number two, a land disturbance permit must be obtained for the overall development. And number three, driveway and drainage infrastructure must be complete consistent with zoning ordinance requirements prior to issuance of building permits. Thank you, Lincoln. Um, we've heard the report. Is, are there any comments or questions on item 11? Hearing none, do I have a motion for item 11? This is Commissioner Lucision. I move for approval based on staff's recommendation. Thank you. Aldry, I second it. I have a motion and a second. I'm going to turn it over to Mike for a roll call, please. Commissioner Crowan. Yes. Commissioner Baldry. Yes. Commissioner Hatcher. Yes. Commissioner Lane. Yes. Commissioner Lothers. Lothers, yes. Commissioner Lucision. Yes. Commissioner McCord. Yes. Commissioner McCoy. Yes. Commissioner Richter. Yes. Commissioner Rose. Yes. And Commissioner Sanders. Yes. All right. Thank you. That motion passed or item 11 passes. Moving on to item 12, we have final plat review for Cayman subdivision containing five lots on 29.17 acres located off South Brothers Road in the fourth voting district staff. Thank you, Mr. Chairman. This is Lincoln Sweet again. Uh, the subject parcel is approximately 36 acres in size and is located off South Carruthers Road across from Gallant Ridge Drive and approximately 1,000 feet west of Delta Springs Lane. The applicant is requesting approval of a large lot easement subdivision in order to create five lots off a new 50-foot ingress-egress utilities easement in one lot on South Carruthers Road. <clears throat> Excuse me. 
At this time, the applicant is requesting uh, deferral to the December 2020 meeting to allow more time to address staff's comments. Staff concurs with this request. Thank you, Lincoln. And do I have a motion for deferral on item 12? Move for deferral, others. Director, second. I have a motion and, and a second. Please take roll call. Okay, Commissioner Crohan. Yes. Commissioner Baldry. Yes. Commissioner Hatcher. Yes. Commissioner Lane. Yes. Commissioner Lothers. Lothers, yes. Commissioner Lucision. Yes. Commissioner McCord. Yes. Commissioner McCoy. Yes. Commissioner Richter. Yes. Commissioner Rose. Yes. And Commissioner Sanders. Yes. Thank you, Mike. Uh, motion for or item number 12 passes. Moving on to item number 13. We have a final plat review for the mill at Bond Springs, section two, containing 29 lots on 57.88 acres located off Bethesda Road in the second voting district. Staff. Thank you, Mr. Chairman. Saren Holmes. The applicant is requesting final plat approval of the second section of the development which contains 29 lots and 20 acres of open space. The plat remains consistent in layout with that depicted on the preliminary plat. Staff recommends approval of the final plat with the following conditions. Number one, establishment of a performance bond for roads, drainage, and erosion control in the amount of $275,000. This amount is based on work completed. Number two, establishment of a performance bond for water improvements in favor of HBNTS Utilities District in the amount of $240,000. Number three, establishment of a performance bond for landscaping in the amount of $153,000. Number four, execution of, a, of performance agreements for the above reference sureties. Number five, the approved HOA documents must be recorded concurrently with the recording of the final plat. Number six, execution of a stormwater maintenance agreement and submission of an operation and maintenance plan for stormwater improvements and number seven submission of the approved final plat in dwg format on recordable media based on the tennessee state plan coordinate system prior to signature and recording of the plat thank you aaron um, any further discussion on item number 13. do i have a motion and a second or a second on that This is Don Crowhead. I'll make a motion to accept staff's recommendation. Rose, I have a motion and a second. I'm going to turn it over to Mike for roll call, please. Yes, sir. Commissioner Crohan. Yes. Commissioner Baldry. Yes. Commissioner Hatcher. Yes. Commissioner Lane. Yes. Commissioner Lothers. Lothers, yes. Commissioner Lucision. Yes. Commissioner McCord. Yes. Commissioner McCoy. Yes. Commissioner Richter. Yes. Commissioner Rose. Yes. And Commissioner Sanders. Yes. Thank you, Mike. Moving on to item 14, we have a non-residential site plan review for Redemption City Church on 30.91 acres located off Clovercroft Road in the fourth voting district. Staff. Thank you, Mr. Chairman. This is Aaron Holmes. 
The applicant is requesting approval of an approximately 34,000 square foot building for the Redemption City Church, as well as the associated parking. Wastewater will be handled by the City of Franklin. In order to allow more time to address City of Franklin's comments related to the sewer line extension, the applicant has requested action on this item be deferred until the December 2020 meeting. Staff concurs with this request. Thank you, Aaron. Uh, is there any discussion or a motion on this item 14? This is Rose. I uh, move that we accept the deferral. Second. Baldry, oh, second. I have a motion and a second on item 14. Mike, will you please call the roll? Commissioner Crohan. Yes. Commissioner Baldry. Yes. Commissioner Hatcher. Yes. Commissioner Lane. Yes. Commissioner Lothers. Lothers, yes. Commissioner Lucision. Yes. Commissioner McCord. Yes. Commissioner McCoy. Yes. Commissioner Richter. Yes. Commissioner Rose. Yes. And Commissioner Sanders. Yes. Um, 14 passes. Moving on to the public hearing phase. Um, and I will um, first off, with this is item 15 is the concept plan review for the Alice Hooker property containing 147 lots on 175.4 acres located off of Vaughn Road in the 8th voting district. Um, I'm going to turn it over to staff to read the report first, please. Thank you, Mr. Chairman. This is Aaron Holmes. Mr. Chairman, I will be reading two reports. I will be reading the original report that was sent to you in the mail with your packet, and then a supplemental report, which was emailed to you this afternoon. The applicant is requesting concept plan approval of a 147 lot conservation subdivision in the suburban infill and conservation zoning district. The review of a concept plan is the first stage in the development approval process. Because the concept plan contains more than 49 lots, a public hearing is required. The subject properties total approximately 175 acres and are located on Sneed Road, approximately 2,000 feet east of its intersection with Vaughn Road. The proposed development has access on both sides of Vaughn Road, with the closest access point located approximately 1,700 feet north of the intersection of Vaughn Road and Sneed Road. A portion of the properties are bordered to the west by the Harpeth River. The site contains a number of natural resources, including moderate and very steep slopes, streams, floodplains, slippage soils, and area of woodlands. The required open space strips along Vaughn Road and Sneed Road and the required open space strip around the perimeter of the properties has been provided. The proposed development consists of 147 lots, which range in size from 6,075 square feet to approximately 40,000 square feet. The overall density is 0.84 dwelling units per acre. 125 acres of the site is proposed to be preserved in open space. There will be three access points to the proposed development. Two of the accesses will be from Vaughn Road and the third will be from Sneed Road. Water and sewer service will be provided by Harpeth Valley Utilities District. Concept plan for this development was initially submitted for the October agenda. However, staff would not accept the plan because the traffic study was not provided at least two weeks prior to the submittal deadline as required by the tra county's traffic study guidelines. 
Concept plan was subsequently submitted for the November agenda. Upon receipt of the concept plan, staff conducted a completeness review, which is done for every such submittal. Based on that review, staff determined that the submittal was complete and, therefore, eligible for placement on the agenda. One of the items that was necessary to be submitted in order for the application to be considered complete was a natural resource, resources plan, which is intended to identify natural resources on the site that are required to be protected based upon the requirements of Article 13 of the Williamson County Zoning Ordinance. While a natural resources plan was in fact submitted, during the course of, review, of reviewing the proposed concept plan, staff noted a very significant amount of information missing from the natural resources plan. Since it, is since it required a deeper dive into the natural resources plan to identify its deficiencies, it would have been difficult to do so during the initial completeness review. Having said that, because of the insufficiency of the natural resources plan, there's simply not enough information in the concept plan submittal for staff to determine whether it met all zoning ordinance requirements. Section 3.07A3 of the zoning ordinance specifies that in order to be considered complete, an application must include specific information required for that particular application that is necessary to evaluate the application and to determine whether it complies with the appropriate substantive standards of this ordinance. Had staff been able to identify the significant deficiencies with the submitted natural resources plan during the completeness review stage, it is unlikely that the item would have been accepted for the November agenda. Process for reviewing development proposals between the time they are submitted for the Planning Commission agenda and the meeting itself includes the following. Number one, a pre-application. Number two, an initial submittal by the applicant. Number three, a completeness review conducted by staff. Number four, a review by staff for compliance with ordinance requirements. Number five, a response to the applicant with staff comments. Number six, a resubmittal by the applicant addressing staff comments. Number seven, a second review by staff for completeness with ordinance, compliance with ordinance requirements. Number eight, if necessary, another response to the applicant with staff comments. And number nine, if necessary, another resubmittal addressing staff's comments. Along with a large number of other comments and requested corrections, the applicant was notified multiple times by staff that the natural resources plan was insufficient. Final submittal by the applicant, which occurred as recently as November 29th, still failed to provide the necessary and requested information. Examples of the missing information include the following. Number one, the natural resources plan did not include information documenting the existing tree canopy and dem demonstrating how the county's woodland prote protection standards are met. And number two, because the Williamson County Soil Survey indicates the presence of slippage soils on the property, Section 13.3D of the Zoning Ordinance requires that a qualified professional map the exact location of these soils. Despite this requirement, the applicant did not include any on-site soil analysis, let alone a map delineating the extent of the slippage soil area. Instead, the applicant submitted soils information that was created using USDA Natural Resources Conservation Service online software, which is far less exact than the analysis required by the zoning ordinance. However, based on the information that the applicant did provide with respect to slippage soils, staff has determined that the concept plan does not meet zoning ordinance requirements because the plan shows a proposed road, Huntington Hollow Lane, running through an area of slippage soils with slopes of 15% or greater, 
which is required to be located in open space. Required information along with the concept plan meeting zoning ordinance requirements should have been provided with the initial submittal and certainly should have been provided after receipt of multiple sets of staff comments. As it is, the concept plan would have to be redesigned in order to comply with all zoning ordinance requirements. In addition to the above reference shortcomings, concept plan submittal contains the following additional deficiencies. Number one, the traffic impact analysis provided by the applicant proposes a number of off-site roadway improvements, including turn lane improvements at the intersection of Sneed Road and Hillsborough Road. However, the analysis indicates that even with these improvements, the intersection will not function at a level of service C or better at all times, as required by the county's traffic study guidelines. Number two, submittal did not include a hydrological determination, which is an analysis of drainage conveyances to determine their status as streams, what weather, what weather conveyances, et cetera. This information is necessary in determining which conveyances require waterway natural areas, which must be in open space or drainage easements. The applicant has requested a deferral on this item to the December agenda. However, based on these major deficiencies in this concept plan submittal and the fact that it does not meet zoning ordinance requirements as submitted, staff recommends denial of the concept plan. Mr. Chairman, I'm now going to read from the supplemental report. St the staff report for this item was sent in the agenda packet included a recommendation for denial. As noted in the report, this recommendation was based primarily on the fact that the request as submitted, number one, did not meet the requirements of the zoning ordinance, and number two, based on the information submitted, a significant redesign of the project would have been necessary in order to comply with zoning ordinance requirements. Specifically, the zoning ordinance requires slippage soils located on slopes of 15% or greater to be located in open space. In order to accurately delineate these slopes and slippage soils and to ensure compliance with this provision, a geotechnical engineer or soil scientist must field locate these areas whenever the Williamson County Soil Survey indicates the presence of such soils. Instead, the applicant simply provided a soils map which was not prepared in this manner. That soils map, which was the only information staff had at its disposal for review, clearly showed that a portion of Huntington Hollow Lane was located in an area of slippage soils with a slope exceeding 20, excuse me, 15%. As such, staff concluded that the submittal did not meet zoning ordinance requirements. Furthermore, based on the information submitted, it was clear that Huntington Hollow Lane could not simply be moved because the only direction that would relocate the road out of the so such soils was to the west, which would then encroach into the required peripheral open space strip. Therefore, excuse me, therefore a major redesign would have been required. Additionally, shortcomings of the submittal that were noted in the staff report, including missing information from the natural resources plan, the lack of a hydraulical, hydro, hydrological determination report, and failure to recommend roadway improvements necessary to accommodate the development at a level of service C at all times. Based on the above and as described in the original staff report, staff felt it appropriate and necessary to recommend denial of the application. However, late in the evening on November the 11th, the applicant submitted additional information related to each of the above reference shortcomings. Section 9.1.1 of the Planning Commission's bylaws allowed the applicant to submit written materials after the deadline for providing information that applies to members of the public. 
While additional time is necessary for staff to fully evaluate this additional information to, to determine whether zoning ordinance requirements are or can be met without a significant redesign, a cursory review of this information suggests that this is the likely case. Should be noted that had the applicant provided this information in a timely manner as requested, staff would not have had to recommend denial of this request. Given the additional information provided by the applicant, the apparent likelihood that ordinance requirements are or can be met without a significant redesign and the additional time necessary for staff to review this additional information. Staff is now recommending that action on this item be deferred until December 10th, 2020 Planning Commission meeting. Further, staff recommends that the public hearing be held as advertised this evening, but that the public hearing also be continued to, to the December meeting for further public comment. Thank you, Aaron. Um, I'm going to, at this time, I want to ask if the applicant's representatives are on the call and uh, would like to make any statements at this point. Mr. Chairman, we are. Thank you very much. Um, Mr. Chairman, members of the commission, my name is James Weaver with Waller Lanston. Uh, I'm a partner at Waller Lanston and I'm here tonight representing Ms. Campbell in her uh, role as the executrix of the estate of Alice Hooker in relation to this development, uh, both is being discussed on item 15, but also on your, uh, with regard to your item 17. Uh, Ms. Campbell's here tonight and, and uh, wishes at, at some point uh, to address the commission. Uh, we know you have a, um, uh, a motion to defer or a recommendation to defer from, from your staff and we concur with that, um, uh, with that recommendation, both if it concerns item 15 and, and 17. That said, if the if, if it's the commission's desire that we not defer tonight and that we go forward, we're ready to we're ready to uh, address the commission with our technical presentation. It's fairly long and detailed and extensive, and obviously, if we're if if if, if it's the commission's will to defer, then we will de obviously defer that uh, and not force you guys to set through that tonight with the rest of your agenda uh, until the until the December meeting. I will, I, will, I will note that in listening to staff's comments just now were difficult to hear, and we apologize for the miscommunication that, that occurred, and, and, uh, but do believe that we have an application that is not only complete, but that meets the each and every criteria of your, of your uh, uh, zoning ordinance for this particular type of, of uh, concept plan approval. Um, and with that, Mr. Chairman, I am, uh, at your disposal. Uh, I know you have uh, your public hearing and you have people here. Again, Ms. Campbell is here. She can speak now. She can speak at the end of the public hearing. We're, uh, uh, we'll go forward any way you, you desire, sir. So uh, thank you, Mr. Weaver. Um, I'm going to ask uh, our council just to confirm that the, do we open the public meeting at this point and then move to uh, staff's comments uh, and, and determine the motion that we move forward with? I think at this point, um, if the applicant has other people they would like to address, like Ms. Campbell, that would be appropriate now, but then we would open the public hearing and then the Planning Commission would then take on the discussion of the staff report, ask any questions of the applicant, um, and ask any questions of staff. 
What what about their presentation? Is that it, depending on the motion? Uh, do we give them the opportunity after the motion to present? Should there be something other than um, a deferral? Yes, I think that's probably the appropriate uh, path, Mr. Chairman. If the motion is something other than a deferral, then while that's pending, it would be appropriate to allow the applicant to come back up and make their presentation on the facts. Sounds good. Okay. Um, Mr. Weaver, I'll turn it back to you if if, um, uh, if anybody else needs to speak at this point or turn it over to the public hearing. Yes, sir. I'll, I'll ask Ms. Campbell to speak. We, again, appreciate your time and, and um, all the work that you guys do for Williamson County. And uh, then we'll just reserve our technical presentation until after you take up the motion to defer at the end of the public hearing. Thank you, Mr. Chairman. Thank you. Good evening. My name is Lisa Hooker Campbell. I own the property along with my family on Vaughn Road and Sneed Road. The site of the application for a concept plan, which is before the Planning Commission tonight. Our family has owned the bulk of this property for almost 70 years and loves it very much. All the pivotal memories of my entire life involve that home and property. Over the last few years, after much reflection, my brothers and I have come to the difficult decision to part with this property. Last February, we began studying our options and decided to exercise our right under the current Williamson County laws to pursue the costly ordeal of getting development plans approved, which maintain the value of our property and protect us from the proposed downzoning of the Williamson County 2040 plan. We consulted many experts and were told that the new plan would devalue our property by 80%. I am a principal landowner of our farm and the executrix of my parents' estate. Given this fact, it would have been negligent for me not to pursue a development plan which conformed to every law and maximize the opportunities for us to use the land in the future. My brothers and I turned to an engineering firm that has been helping our family for 20 years, Reagan Smith, who you will hear from shortly. Our direction to them was to design a development plan that was completely within the law. We asked for no variances and conformed with all the conservation demands of the area. After four months of planning, our engineers began the arduous task of communicating with the Williamson County planning staff. At the staff's recommendation, many parts of the plan were totally redesigned to best conform to their suggestions. We have worked for the last five and a half months to produce a plan which met every single law, inquiry, or recommendation from the Williamson County staff. The current application was submitted and accepted on October 2nd, 2020. Staff provided comments on October 12th, 2020, which Reagan Smith, as you'll hear in a moment, did diligently addressed in our updated application filed on October 19th. 2020. 
On October 26, 2020, staff provided additional comments. Along with those comments, planning staff recommended that we seek a deferral. This process has been totally paid for by me and my brothers and has come at considerable expense. My assumption throughout this project has been that if we conformed to the law and only asked for what was right, that we would be treated fairly and protected by the law. Today, all I ask is that you treat this application fairly and grant us a deferral to address any additional staff concerns. Our farm is not in a rural or remote part of the county. And since I was a little girl, there has always been subdivisions with teeny lots on all sides of our farm, down the street on Vaughn and Sneed Road. Our property sits close to the Davidson County line. Our address is 370 Vaughn Road, Nashville, Tennessee. I remember when the water and sewer hookups were placed by Williamson County opposite our mailbox on our property in anticipation of the development of our property and to service developments built on Vaughn Road. The justification for limiting development in the Williamson County 2040 plan has to do with lacking emergency services, country roads, sewer and water. That justification does not apply to this property. We are not rural or remote. Our farm is in a premium residential area close to all Nashville and Williamson County have to offer. And we have designed a plan that will allow more families to enjoy our beloved property in the years to come. In conservation easements, it's, excuse me, it's conservation easements and, the, and a blizzard of regulations protect the beauty of the landscape. While this eight month journey to this evening's vote has been expensive, time consuming, and personally difficult, I can say without hesitation that I am proud of our plans and the careful effort that they represent. I appreciate your time to hear me and my representatives today. We would ask that you grant our motion to defer our application in order for us to continue working with planning staff in good faith to ensure that the project satisfies the requests of planning staff, including those we received only last week. Together, we can ensure this project respects the unique character of both this property that I love and Williamson County. Thank you, Ms. Campbell. And uh, is there anyone else, Mr. Weaver, that needs to speak at this time other than should, no. should later after the public meeting, we will call for the technical uh, presentation should that be necessary? Yes, sir. Thank you. We're, we're through. Appreciate you. Okay. Thank you very much. At this time, we will open the public hearing uh, for item number 15. And uh, I will turn this over to the staff that is in the uh, county office and uh, for the 27 people that have signed up to speak regarding this item. Again, each person will have basically two minutes uh, so that this public hearing remains under one hour. And at this time, I will turn that over.
Thank you. Right there. Great. Hi, um, my name is Todd Longeway. I live at 330 Vaughn Road. Um, we butt right up next to uh, Miss Hooker's property. Um, Miss Campbell, it's finally nice to meet you. We've lived there for uh, since 1996, so it's uh, good to good to see you. Appreciate that. Um, but first off, I'd like to thank thank Michael Madison for his prompt response to our uh, emails and phone calls on this, uh, on this situation. I'd like to be extremely clear when I say this is that I would like to deny uh, the, uh, the uh, concept plan and not to let it be deferred. Um, as I said, we've lived there since 1996. I remember taking my daughter across the street to the Smalls, uh, property. They had a uh, little mule, little donkey there named uh, Jenny. And Natalie used to feed Jenny carrots probably once a week. Uh, today, um, I take my life into my own hands going down to get my mail because people are speeding by Vaughn Road, uh, going anywhere from 40 to 80, 90 miles an hour down that road. So, uh, increased housing, uh, increased density in that area is gonna do nothing more than create more of the same. The slope on either side of our house is 28 to 30, 35 degrees. So it basically creates a sound, uh, creates a uh, speaker, if you will. And these construction vehicles with knobby wheels going on that thing, the sound is just is out of control. And uh, I don't want any more of that. Don't want any more of that. Um, time's up? Okay. I knew your mother and she was a great com conservationist and I really respected her. Thank you. Hi, my name is Kathy Longaway. I live at 330 Vaughn Road, directly adjacent to the Hooker property. Um, I had things planned to say tonight, but after hearing Lisa Campbell speak, I want to address some of the things that she said because I think it is important. You said that you grew up with pivotal memories of that land. I still live there. I'm still making memories of that land. I've been there 26 years as well. You said that you conform to every law. Well, the law passed on 11-9, the, the zoning ordinance changed on 11-9 to R5. So what you've got now in no way, shape, form or fashion will be close to that. And you know that. Your mother opposed Stockett Creek. She would not be for this plan. You said this has been arduous for your family. I'm sure it has been. It is arduous for our family as we look at the increased traffic 
and the impact on natural resources in this area that this will bring to us. And you no longer live on Vaughn Road, you live on Chickering. So you won't be the one there watching it get destroyed, watching the deer get hit, listening to the sound of the traffic, dealing with trying to get out of your driveway every day and dealing with the traffic and absolute lack of quiet. Our quality of life will decrease over this. And while I'm sure, Ms. Campbell, you and your brothers have spent quite a bit of money working on this project, I guarantee that you are not coming out on the short end of this stick. So I am urging the planning commissioners not to defer this, but to deny this. This is affecting our quality of life in Williamson County, the quality of life that you have tried to address with your 2040 plan. This is directly in contrast and in opposition to that. Thank you for your time. Good evening. My name is Dick Giggy. I live at 2750 Broyles Lane for the past 28 years. I moved to this area in 1987 after my company acquired CPS Industries in Franklin prior to selling it to American Greetings in 2000. Six months after the acquisition of CPS in 1987, we discovered the company had been out of compliance with state EPA requirements for eight years. The corrective action that we took over the next few years cost us millions of dollars, but it was the right thing to do. That experience reinforced in me the importance of telling the truth and doing the right thing no matter what the cost, and it has shaped my values for a lifetime. I am a capitalist and I support the free market system and the right of property owners to sell their property. And that's one of the reasons I'm here tonight. I believe the underhanded approach of the owner of the Hooker property and Reagan Smith of using the current pandemic to slip one past the goalie and circumvent the rezoning ordinance of one unit per five acres is simply opportunistic and unconscionable, especially in light of the intent of the Williamson County 2040 land use plan approved in March. Without the pandemic, the rezoning ordinance of one unit per five acres would have been approved prior to the initial submission of the Hooker Development Plan in August. In addition to the underhanded nature of the submission and subsequent submissions through October, it is clear from the posting in the Williamson County Document Center as of today that the plan for the Hooker Development is poorly conceived. It contains major deficiencies in the Natural Resources Plan and the Traffic Impact Analysis in spite of repeated requests for, for uh, required information by the Planning Commission staff. Those of us who live in this, one of the most beautiful areas in Middle Tennessee, have already been impacted by the Stevens Valley subdivision, another high density development in the same neighborhood. To quote a neighbor on Broyles Lane, it is not an overstatement to say that traffic is already dangerous on Sneed Road and it is nearly impossible to exit Broyles Lane safely during morning and evening rush hour. Based on the major deficiencies of the concept submittal and the fact that it does not meet the zoning ordinance requirements, we strongly urge you to deny the Hooker property proposal tonight as a final decision and save the beauty and charm of the rural character of Williamson County 
as enjoyed by all of us and as visualized by the 2040 land use plan. It is the right thing to do. Thank you. Hello, my name is Michael Large, and I wanted to thank the commissioners for taking the time tonight to go ahead and listen to this. Um, I had forwarded everyone a copy of the letter, but I'm sure you've received hundreds. So I'm just going to hit some of the high points of some of the points that I made in that letter. Uh, one item that I questioned was the traditional rules amendment, specifically as whether or not it applies to the concept plan for the Hooker property, and should it even be grandfathered in, especially due to the number of serious discrepancies that staff noted. This is their comment, direct comment. However, based upon the major deficiencies in the concept plan submittal and the fact that it does not meet zoning ordinance submitted, staff recommend, recommends denial of the concept plan. Clearly, that was the previous plan. Nobody in this room has had the opportunity to read or understand or digest any of the most current information that's just been received this night. Let me go ahead on a couple of items that I just want to summarize in that initial report. Overall density is 0 0.8 dwelling, dwelling units per acre. That is 19% below the required 1.1 unit per acre as it's currently zoned. Regarding the natural resources plan requirement, this is a quote. Staff noted a very significant amount of information missing from the natural resources plan and they go on to say, has staff been able to identify the significant deficiencies with the natural resources plan during the completeness review plan review stage? It is unlikely that this item would have been accepted for the November agenda. Shouldn't even been there. Regarding the Williamson County soil survey requirement, quote, staff has determined that the concept plan does not meet the, re the zoning requirements. They, on, they go on to say, as it is, the concept plan would have to be redesigned to comply with all zoning ordinance. That's pre-R5, not current. Uh, regarding the traffic impact analysis for Steve Hillsborough Road, that's the only intersection that was studied. Their comment is the intersection will not function at a level of service, see or better at all times as required. No mention is made of the Vaughn Old Hickory Boulevard intersection, the Sneed Vaughn Road intersection, all of which will be burdened as will the Sneed Temple Road intersection. I could go on, but my time is up. Uh, serious questions resign, remain. Please reject the concept plan application and enforce the RP5 requirements. Please do not defer. <clears throat> Good afternoon. My name is John Dalton. My address is 1100 Sneed Road West. Uh, that is our family farm that has been in the family since 1950. That is the northeastern corner of Sneed Road at Vaughn Road. The proposed uh, plan for the Hooker property, the density is simply too high. That's quite obvious. Uh, the proposed plan, the Hooker property, I should say, completely surrounds my family's property. The only, its only other uh, border is on Sneed and Vaughn. The Hooker property goes all the way around it. The proposed Hunting Hollow Lane going from Sneed to Vaughn will most certainly be a cut-through road. 
that's that's without a question that's my understanding that's in violation of williamson county subdivision regulations but that's what it will, will serve as certainly i recognize that the hoker heirs have the right to develop the property they certainly have that right but it certainly can be developed more responsibly and at much lower density such as the new requirement of one to five i find that ratio appropriate if the plan as developed particularly as to density if that is allowed the nature of the neighborhood will be altered forever there is no question about that it's going to be too much traffic and too many people and for that reason i urged the commission to deny thank you Good evening. My name is Deborah Ranzan, 1025 Vaughn Crest Drive. I live four houses from the back gate of Laurelbrook. My family uh, moved here five years ago from Southern California. We watched that beautiful state turn into a concrete jungle. That is why we left. I tell my husband every morning when I wake up, I feel like I live in heaven. This is God's country. Don't take it away. High density is not what we want here. Um, we have Stevens Valley, which is dreadful. Uh, I can't even believe that is it was even approved here. So I vote, or I ask you to vote uh, to deny this uh, proposed high density um, application. Thank you. Good evening, my name is Bruce Ranzan. I live at 1025 Longcrest Drive. And I just want to ask the uh, Planning Commission to seriously consider the negative impact of this high density housing project that will, will really negatively impact that area. And I please ask you to deny this plan. Thank you. Hello, hi, my name is Dennis Scott. I live at 220 Bramerton Court in the Stonebridge Park development. I came here tonight really not knowing what I would say. Um, I drive back and forth in front of the Hooker property, which uh, is one of the reasons I moved to Nashville. Uh, and if you ask any of my friends, they'll tell you, I wake up uh, driving past that property and like the person before me said, it is like heaven. And uh, I saw the signs along the way and I thought this is my opportunity to at least get involved for something that I truly do believe in. Uh, I, I know that everyone does have a right to do what they want with their property, but just because you can do it doesn't mean necessarily that it is the best thing to do. This, this is more than a piece of property. This is, this is heritage, it's history, it's part of what Nashville and Tennessee is all about. And we, we go about our lives and we think about, oh, all these pieces that have been developed and it wasn't it beautiful back in the day? Well, how did it get that way? It's because 
there has to be a line drawn in the sand. And this is an opportunity for you guys to, to honor and cherish what we have here, which uh, goes far beyond the, the issues of money and all some of the things have been discussed here tonight. So uh, I'm just speaking from my heart and saying that I hope you will consider not only the uh, legal arguments that have made here that have convinced me that this is something that should be denied, mm -hmm. but uh, I hope you'll consider the human aspect of that as well. Thank you. Good evening, commissioners. My name is Don Arnold. I live at 2836 Sawyer Bend Road, and I'm referring to the Williamson County Subdivision Regulation Section 5. I want to cite several things in which regard the concept plan and the application are not merely deficient, but mostly fatal flaws. All subdivision plats shall comply with the following laws, rules, and regulations. The comprehensive plan, the zoning ordinance, the regulations for wastewater treatment and land disposal systems, county road plan, adopted utility plans, and capital improvement budget and program. Regarding the county road plan, we have not yet begun to realize the impact of Stevens Valley on the, on the Speed Road corridor. Sawyer Bend Road, where I live, will require a stoplight because we can't get to work in the morning. Um, next, the under section five of uh, this document, uh, the Planning Commission finds unsuitable certain aspects of, of land for development, including natural resources, flooding and proper drainage, steep slopes, rock formations, unstable soils or geologic conditions, all of which this land has. There is a nesting pair of bald eagles along the Harpeth where this development will go in. They have juveniles. I've witnessed an aerial battle between a golden eagle and those bald eagles. And for those of you who are fellow veterans, yesterday I hope you felt honored and appreciated. Seeing eagles is special. Most people don't get to see that anywhere in the, in the country. That's, that's about as American as it gets. The concept plan is premature until all of these unsuitable land conditions are addressed to the satisfaction of the planning commission. Next, local roads shall be, uh, I'm sorry, um, roads shall be constructed in such a way to discourage use as through traffic. Hunting Hollow Lane is a runway and will become a cut through between Sneed Road and Vaughn Road. Thank you for your time. I urge you to deny this application tonight. Thank you. And I have, there are multiple other deficiencies and flaws in their plan that are completely out of accordance with, with zoning laws. Thank you. Here. Laura Turner, 1108 Dickinson Lane. Good evening, Chairman and Commissioners. Alice Hooker passed away last year. She is remembered for her love of community and conservation of the land. She was honored by the Land Trust for Tennessee in 2019 as one of their visionary leaders. Her daughter, Lisa Hooker Campbell, represented her at that gathering, and it is her daughter and two sons. Bradford Williamson Hooker and Timothy Ingram Hooker, 
who are orchestrating 147 lots on 175 acres of Hooker property on the Natchez Trace Historic Rural Landscape. In 2016, the Tennessee Preservation Trust named this landscape to their 10 and 10 most endangered historic places in Tennessee. National Park Service 1935 maps of the actual roadbed of the original Natchez Trace show the trace on the Hooker property and a significant remnant on their neighbor's property. The map confirms the part, that parts of nowadays Vaughn Road are the actual roadbed of the Natchez Trace. Alice Hooker tried to persuade Mr. Stevens from allowing the intense residential density planned for his valley. And she put up state, Save Stevens Valley signs on her fences in support of our community's pushback to this mega density subdivision. Alice sued Stockett Creek for stormwater damages on her property. Residential development does not pay for itself. Taxpayers pay for it. We pay to build the new schools, widen rural roads, and supply the infrastructure required for the dense development while developers profit. The Hooker concept plan is riddled with problems and has been returned to the applicant several times due to numerous deficiencies. I respectfully request you follow staff's recommendation for denial. Property owners' rights end where our taxpayer pocketbooks begin. I lament our visionary county leaders and the visionary legacy of Alice Hooker are being thwarted by the avarice of her children who would benefit from remembering a visionary Bible verse. To whom much is given, much will be expected. Luke 12:48. Thank you. Good evening. This is Barbara Sturgeon, um, Commissioner for District 8, and I'm here to um, speak for the residents that aren't here that feel a lot like the people you've already heard. Um, Monday night, the County Commission clearly unanimously decided to implement amendments to the zoning ordinance to protect Williamson County. Um, as in the last time we redid the land use plan, these zoning amendments weren't made, but the County Commission is serious about protecting Williamson County that's why we passed on Monday night those amendments. So we want to better protect our rural spaces and natural resources for future generations. And we want to protect the infrastructure from expensive and unsafe overloading. Those are good goals, I think. I think we all would agree with those goals. So the Hooker property um, does not meet those goals. It undermines those goals. And that's, it, I don't know why we would approve it or even defer it. I believe it needs to be denied. Um, we made it effective immediately for a reason um, because once this land is developed, we never get it, the rural spaces never come back. The, you can't put that genie back in the bottle. Once it's done, it, it's done. So we made it effective immediately. And as of November 9th, from what I'm hearing, that application wasn't complete. It wasn't complete when it was first submitted, even though it looked like it was at first blush until you dug down and saw that all the requirements weren't met. It was resubmitted several times. And until the hasty submittal last night, 
it wasn't complete and it probably still isn't complete to be honest so deferring it is just rewarding this behavior that i've witnessed repeatedly by builders i remember stevens valley where they were doing the engineering to determine the number of allowable houses that wouldn't overload speed road right there in the meeting on a calculator they were doing the engineering in the planning commission meeting so anyways the bottom line is is the application is not complete it's not complete as of november 9th and so i think it should be denied so and um, I forgot to thank you guys for everything you do. I, I know what it's like to sit in these meetings. So um, thank you for serving our county. Bob Peterman, 720 Wild Timber Court. Thank you, commissioners, for your tireless service to the people of Williamson County. We are truly grateful. Those of us who live on or near Sneed and Vaughan Roads were very encouraged to read. Planning staff is recommending the denial of the Hooker property concept plan. I would briefly like to reinforce the recommendation with the following points for your consideration. In the last two weeks, 1,885 Williamson County citizens have signed a petition in opposition of the proposed hooker development. Obviously, this is a very big issue to all of us in Northern Williamson County. The proposed development violates the county's new land use plan and zoning ordinances, and is completely out of character with the surrounding area. This applicant used the cloak of the worldwide pandemic to slip the application past everyone, and it will undoubtedly cause grave financial and environmental damage to its neighbors. Sneed and Vaughan roads are already deficient with the county's traffic level of service policy. Morning rush hour on Sneed already backs up from Hillsborough to all the way to the Hooker property. Widening Sneed and Vaughan roads will cost the taxpayers over $50 million and still terminate at single lane state roads, Hillsborough at the east end of Sneed, Highway 100 at the west end, and Old Hickory at the north end of Vaughan. Please do not let this travesty come to pass. Thank you. Thank you, Commission, for the opportunity to be here tonight and to speak to you. I am Jerry Rainey. I live at 637 Beach Creek Road South, and I am honored to represent the District 8 along with Mrs. <clears throat> Sturgill as on the County Commission. What I've listened to tonight has changed my thinking a little bit over what I had written. Everything has been so well said that I'd like to add my amen to it and to encourage everyone to take seriously the comments that have been made but i cannot imagine more cars on the road when uh, stevens valley is completed i can't imagine the damage done to the stone walls i just i just see we're adding chaos up on top of chaos and i look at i look at the expense added to the county maybe there's a school maybe there's a lot more roads yada yada you could go on and on and on and i respectfully ask that uh we remember that this was submitted to the county and uh, 
it was incomplete and then it was submitted again and it was incomplete we've had several weeks to get it right and i'm not sure why it was not completed when when expected to be completed and i'll just simply end my thoughts by saying thank you for the opportunity and uh i would request the planning commission to say had enough chance let's deny it now and go back thank you Hi, I'm Susie Black, and I live at 1108 David Drive, Franklin. Um, thank you to the Williamson County Planning uh, Committee and the staff for your valuable and tireless work to sit here tonight and try to protect the interest of your Williamson County residents. I'm requesting that you deny the proposed mm -hmm. Hooker subdivision. I'm going to sound like an echo. Um, I can just repeat what people have already said about the traffic that we can't get out during rush hour traffic out of our subdivisions. You take your life in your hands. People are going up and down Sneed Road 50 miles an hour or more. Um, there's no dedicated turn line from Sneed to Vaughn. So you have to go through several cycles to get out. The bridge is narrow and passing big construction trucks on the bridge is really scary. Schools, I just asked the question, where would these children go to school? Would it require building schools? And who's going to pay for it? The people that are already there. The proposed subdivision is not in line with our beautiful area. We live out there for the beautiful rural character and the proposed subdivision would have houses that are no more than 10 feet apart on Sneed Road. They would have five to seven houses per acre and that's really high density. Uh, I've lived out there for 35 years and enjoy all the different amenities out there. Right now, some of my favorite neighbors are the hawks that fly over, the eagles that occasionally fly over, great blue herons, deer, turkey, herds of horse, horses, and two donkeys. Again, I ask for you to vote to deny and not to defer the, they've had plenty of time to submit this uh, submission correctly and giving them more time is just encouraging uh, not submitting correctly. Thank you very much for your time. Good evening. Uh, my name is Matt Williams. I live at 106 Kiln Hill Court, Franklin, Tennessee. I just want to start by saying thank you for your service to the county on the Planning Commission. I'm one of two county commissioners for 9th District, and I'm here before you really at the request of my constituents that have come through, you know, scores of emails and several phone calls that have asked that I personally be here. You know, I don't think there's any reason to reiterate the, uh, the staff comments. It's pretty clear, it's insignificant, it's, um, it's incomplete. There's some significant issues uh, with the plan and it should be denied. But on top of that, you know, it's not a coincidence that they began efforts to develop this property that just happened to coincide at the same time that both your body and our body both approved the 2040 land use plan. Uh, it's rushed, it's designed to maximize uh, squeeze as many homes in there as possible. It doesn't look right, it doesn't feel right. Uh, and quite honestly, if, if, if the pandemic hadn't hit 
uh, we probably would have passed the zoning that we passed this past Monday back in August. Uh, it's reasonable to think that, and this would not even be an issue at the moment. But you have the right thing to do. You have the opportunity to do the right thing in front of you tonight, and I encourage you to deny that practice for that that package. Thank you. Hello, my name is Donna Green and my family and I live at 1209 Temple Ridge Drive. I am opposed to this proposed development as well as my neighbors. The quality of life we have now will be affected by the increased traffic, the destruction of historic fences, the beautiful pastoral scenery. The construction will go on for years with homes being built and roads torn up, not to mention the noise. The traffic is already heavy and it will worsen with the Stephen Valley's construction. I moved here for the schools, the beauty, and a feeling of a rural community, even though I know Lisa does not feel like this is rural. <clears throat> this was God's country and not a congested city for us. With this development, that will be diminished and cause stress to the entire area of residents. I would also like to state for the record that in my memory, Alice Hooker has long been associated with land trust and conservation and her efforts to have others put their property in land trust and conservation for future generations. I am shocked hers was not in land trust and conservation. I'm also confused and astonished that the family would impose this type of development on the area and its residents. If this is approved, which I ask you to please deny, the residents in the county will be the ones who will lose and pay. The family will walk away with the money and not have to deal with the aftermath. I would also state for the like to state for the record that if the traffic patterns have or will be determined as of late, and according to this COVID and stay-at-home orders, it will not reflect the true traffic patterns. Thank you for all your tireless efforts, and I appreciate the opportunity to say our piece. Thank you. I'm Sam Green, and I'm also at 1209 Temple Ridge Drive. And most of what I was gonna to say tonight has already been said with the high density uh, development coming in, traffic, Sneed and Vaughn, Old Hickory Boulevard, which is already a mess, and uh, and Vaughn Road, not to mention Hillsborough and um, Sneed Road, which is a terrible mess. I think this would just add so much more traffic and that, that we don't need. Uh, Williamson County, this part of Williamson County is one of the most beautiful areas. It's got, and I beg to differ, that it, it's not that rural. It is, to me, it's very rural. We've got beautiful uh, horse farms that are around that area, around that corner. Uh, I would just hate to see this diminished. Uh, once this development, if this development passes, what's to say the next uh, corner is going to be developed in the next corner? And then we'll just absolutely lose uh, the, this beauty of, of Williamson County. Um, I personally would like to see nothing develop there. 
but uh, that may not be a possibility. I think um, appreciate the uh, opportunity to speak and I would hope that you would vote down this uh, proposal. Thanks. Hello, my name is Shannon Banks and my family, we live at 403 Horseshoe Lane down the street from the Hooker Farm. We moved our family there seven years ago because it is the most ideal place to raise a family. I'm actually a local that grew up on a farm down the street on Natchez Trace. So I know how valuable this land is and I'm not delusional to the fact that it can be developed. But I, along with many of my neighbors, I would like to ask Williamson County to protect key character and history rich areas that bring us so much joy. And 149 homes would ruin the local landscape and character of our neighborhood. It will also overcrowd our already overcrowded school and it will also gridlock our road. Bond Road's a unique area. And before COVID, the normal, if you do any traffic patterns now, it's not gonna be normal. Anything study done on traffic from March forward until now is not accurate because the usual is I would pull out of my neighborhood and my school, my kids go to school in Green Hills. I pull out of my neighborhood and I sit on Vaughn Road in my car for 20 minutes waiting to turn on Old Hickory Boulevard. Old Hickory Boulevard is gridlocked from Hillsborough Road, past Vaughn Road, up over the park, down the hill, and down Highway 100 all the way to Innsworth High. That is the normal traffic pattern. So whether you widen Vaughn Road or not, it doesn't matter. We're not gonna be able to get onto Old Hickory Boulevard unless Davidson County changes their mind. And that's something they've made very clear because our neighborhoods have gotten together and requested. They widen it, they change the traffic light, anything to get us out of Vaughn Road and they won't do it. So we're locked in there. So adding 300 cars to Vaughn is literally impossible. So this is not just a preservation issue, it's a quality of life issue for all of us that live there. Williamson County is the richest county in America, richest county in one of the richest counties in America in Tennessee. So at what point do we stop placing money over our residents' quality of life? I think it's inappropriate to demote our quality of life and also ask us to pay for it. That would be unjust. And I expect better from Williamson County. Thank you. Thank you for you, the, the hard work that you do. My name is Dr. Susan Snyder and I live at 2735 Sawyer Bend Road. Uh, across the river from the Hooker property in one of the oldest houses in this area, the Gray Sawyer house that was built around 1855. I've only lived there for about 30 years, but that's been quite a while and seen enormous changes in this area. And I would like my partner, Baxter Overton, who has family roots much deeper here than I do to finish my time, if that's allowable. It's Baxter? My only other comment is please, I ask, I, we ask that you reject and not just defer this plan. Thank you. Thank you all for allowing us to speak to this issue. I've lived in Tennessee all of my life. 
fields and streams and woodlands are one of its greatest assets, second only maybe to the people that live here. We lived across the river from the Hooker property. This development will affect the river. It will adversely affect the river. The river is already in trouble. It's difficult to take care of. We have a pair of nesting eagles, as someone has mentioned earlier, on the river. They nest on our property. They will be gone also if this development goes through. Apparently, the soils analysis and the compliance with the natural resource plan were not very important to the developers since they have failed to properly address those requirements. Is this, or if it is, an indication of their future concerns and actions regarding the land? We do not need this development. Thank you all for your time. Hello, my name is Marguerite Hall. I live at 1275 Hunter's Trail Drive, about a 60-second drive from the corner of Sneed and Vaughn. Thank you for letting us speak tonight. And um, I would just like to add my voice to all the others this evening and say and ask that you, you would just please deny the hooker concept plan. Thank you. Hello, my name is Philip Paul. Uh, I'm at 1275 Hunters Trail Drive. You just heard from my wife, Marguerite. You've heard from many of our neighbors, and I want to thank you for your time this evening to uh, hear our concerns. And um, I could, I want to echo uh, the concerns you've heard this evening. I don't need to repeat them all, but a couple of things that did um, come to mind or, or raise a concern for me personally. That would be there's there's shortcomings related to the Natural Resource Plan and the traffic impact analysis. And as my neighbor just mentioned, uh, they've not made these concerns priorities for themselves. They've not made these concerns priorities for their plan. And these are, as you've heard from our neighbors, big priorities for us. So very concerned about uh, that um, they'd be allowed to move forward with this plan. I'd ask that you reject the plan, not defer the plan, because as one of my neighbors also mentioned, which I thought was really interesting was that why do we want to reward the continued you know, um, non-compliance with your requirements and what, you, what your staff has uh, recommended as far as completing the actual plan? So uh, I'm going to ask you not defer, ask that you actually deny it. And we really do appreciate your time and we appreciate your support. Thank you. Yes, I'm John Allen. I live at 1183 Sneed Road. My wife and I have been there for over 22 years. I'm here to 
urge you to vote against this project. I have three main reasons for being against it. One, and it's very important, is stormwater runoff. My house is across the road from the projected entrance to this uh, project. At the present time, that property is in pasture and woodland, and it still floods our property. There's only a single pipe that goes under Sneed Road and onto the property of my next door neighbor, Steve Harlan. Uh, every year, three or four times, we flood. We flood now. I can't imagine what would happen when you put paved roads, 100 plus houses, sidewalks, driveways, it'll throw water all over us. Uh, my second opinion or objection is what everybody else has, is the added traffic to our already overburdened roads. It takes me now 10 or 15 minutes to get out of my driveway on a school morning. Uh, we've, we just can't take more people. And, uh, and I'm sure that these houses will throw a lot more students and are already overburdened schools. My third objection is the damage to our property values. Uh, people don't come to Williamson County to be jammed together. They come here for, for privacy and peace. Nobody wants to be across the road from essentially what looks like on paper is a white collar trailer park. And that's what this looks like. And uh, I urge you to vote against it. I appreciate your time. Thank you. I'm uh, Rush Miller. I live at 2000 Waterstone Drive in Laurel Brook. Um, we're part of the uh, Eighth district, eighth voting district with Arb Sturgeon and Jerry Rainey. Um, first of all, thank you for uh, allowing us the opportunity to speak tonight and just give us uh, uh, our so we can give us uh, give y'all our opinion. Um, I kind of feel like that as commissioners, you've already got input from the community, uh, planners, educators, and various other government entities about this issue uh, when you created the town and country uh, land use plan uh, specifically to avoid future density. I thought the, the prior gentleman had an excellent point that people moved to Williamson County um, to maybe have a little bit larger lot um, and enjoy the, the various amenities in Williamson County. Davidson County raised their property taxes 34% most recently. Um, Williamson County is in debt over 700 million, is what I understand. Um, I can't imagine you're approving this development knowing that uh, we probably will need to widen Sneed Road in the very near future based on traffic studies that may have taken place prior to COVID 19, without um, also without the full numbers coming from Stevens Valley as well as, of course, is the proposed development. Um, one study I saw suggested about $43 million to widen Sneed Road. 
which excludes the bridge that will be needed in that area as well. Um, other folks have mentioned that the congestion at Hillsborough Road and Sneed Road, it, it's ridiculous between seven and nine in the morning, roughly four to six in the afternoon. Uh, this also includes the Grassland community area over towards uh, Grassland Elementary and Middle School. Um, it seemed like the Hooker property is not in the spirit of the new land use plan that the commission um, did pass and is contradictory to the goals of our community. The lots are sized 0.14 and 0.18 of an acre per lot. On the surface, it looks great, 150 homes on 175 acres, but when you dig into the details, 0.14 acre lot just isn't consistent. Over 1,800 individuals have signed the petition opposing this. And in tonight's agenda, you did mention the expenses associated with Stevens Valley. I'd ask you to consider the long-term expenses over a 10-year period associated with the hooker development, including traffic, drainage, water, sewer, and emergency services such as police and medical, schools, and lastly, busing. Thank you again for your time. Hi, thanks so much for uh, taking time away from your family and doing this for everybody and letting us speak. Um, I'm a single mom and I understand how important these nights are. Um, I had to leave my kids at home myself um, just to be here, but I'm Heather Morrow-Crawl. I live at 2754 Burroughs Lane. Over the last eight years that I've lived there, I've seen multiple developments and changes to the area. Some of these changes have respected our community and the integrity of it, and some have not. The addition of Stevens Valley, which is still continuing to grow, has led to a massive influx of traffic and subsequently traffic accidents, most notably this past summer when an accident in the area claimed the life of a 20-year-old named Anna Miller. In addition, we are continually dealing with traffic interference from work and utility trucks that are working to manage the massive rise in our population in the area. It's not just inconvenient, but it is dangerous as these two lane roads have already got blind turns and they have blind driveways as well as little to no shoulder. Adding another densely populated subdivision to our community would not only alter the integrity, but also the natural habitats and create dangerous and unsightly overcrowding. I moved out of the city to give my kids a more peaceful childhood and appreciation for nature's beauty. Mrs. Campbell, you and your family and your disregard for the well-being of those of us with children that still live in that community and not in Belmede are trying to create the same childhood that you had. And now we're not able to do that with this proposal. And it really is disheartening and it seems to go against everything that Alice Hooker stood for. All of these things considered, I'm asking that you not just defer this, but deny it altogether. I really appreciate your time and your service to our community. Thank you. Hi, I'm uh, I'm Paul Wallace. I live at 324 Vaughn Road. I um, appreciate y'all's time tonight, and I know it's a, it's an investment in the service that you. 
uh, offer in, uh, in support of our community. And I also, I, I appreciate Lisa being here and speaking to us. Um, I've known her family for my whole life and think very highly of them. I, um, um, I hate to speak against uh, an opposition of this, but, but I am opposed to it um, for all the reasons as you've heard, and you've heard a lot of great reasons although nobody mentioned the native burial grounds that a lot of the other developments have come uh, across and I presume that'll be in the plans. I guess the one thing I wanted to talk about that may be slightly different than others is just the process, guys. You know, I, I was confused by all of the deficiencies in the original plan. I mean, these are the, these are the best advisors money can buy, Reagan Smith, Wallard Lanson. These are the best of the best. They've done this before to so the remarkable deficiencies were confusing me and then i was at chipotle the other night and i'm in line at chipotle and you guys have been to chipotle or, or some restaurant where you go there and you you have to order your food before you sit at the table so i'm in line and you know because of covid there are fewer tables but i'm kind of doing the math in my head and i'm thinking all right i'm gonna get a table you know it's gonna work out and then wouldn't you know it a guy comes in behind me actually behind two behind me and he puts his jacket on one of the tables and then he gets in line to get his food and that's when it struck me listen the, the whole crux of the issue is was it an application before you guys passed the new zoning ordinance or was it an application after and it speaks to the the density here reagan smith did not have a minor oversight it was not accidental that this happened this was on purpose this was the jacket on the table to reserve this high density. I urge you guys to see this for what it is. Let, let Lisa and the family develop the property appropriately. Don't grandfather this in because they were able to sneak something in on the eve of fantastic legislation. So thank you for hearing me and thank you for your service. Please, please do the right thing. Hi there, thank you for your time tonight. My name is Stephen Link. I live at 1431 Sneed Road. Uh, I actually turn out onto Sneed Road every day. Um, have three children there. Um, I don't have a lot of the experience that some of the people that have spoken before me that have been around this area their entire life. Um, but what does make that unique is that I distinctly remember the first time I saw this area. Um, it was about a year before we moved in, and I remember coming down Vaughn Road, finding this amazing region, and thinking that. I cannot believe places like this still exist um, and that you can actually live there and you can find a house. Uh, and then amazingly, around eight months later, uh, a house opened up that my family and I were able to move into. Um, I urge you not to defer this, but please deny this request. Um, the property, the roads are exactly where I travel every day. Where my family travels for my children in roughly three years will be pulling out onto Sneed Road. It's absolutely the most terrifying moment of my life, pulling out onto Sneed Road every morning and turning back on into my driveway every night. Um, again, I don't have much else to add, add except for clearly the proposal they've made forward. Um, they have not shown they will take care of this, this property. They have not shown that uh, the diligence, the due diligence that we expect from them uh, to be custodians of this land uh, that cannot be replaced. Um, they will not take care of it like we need someone to. So please do not defer, uh, please do not, thank you. The last speaker. 
Okay, thank you for, uh, uh, I just, I, I want to say thanks to all the people that came out and spoke tonight, and I want to thank the, the applicant and uh, their engineer and lawyers for coming out tonight. Uh, this is an important pro process that we, we want to get, uh, take, move forward in the proper direction. Um, I will not, uh, since the current recommendation is to, for deferral, uh, I will not close the planning commission or the, uh, the public meeting at this time. We will hold that public meeting open uh, should the deferral stand uh, for the December uh, meeting. And uh, with that, I'm gonna open it up to uh, the planning commission staff for discussion and uh, please acknowledge yourself and now, and we'll, we'll let you speak. Excuse me, Mr. Chairman. Yes. Um, this is Commissioner Lothers. Um, I would like to request that we see the presentation tonight. Um, I don't believe that the deferral, whether we defer or deny, should be contingent on not seeing the presentation. I think that information is useful to, upon which to base our decision, whether to defer or to deny. That's just my, uh, my request. Thank you. Anybody else have an idea on that? Um, I'm not opposed to that. Hey, Sammy, it's Robin Baldry. So is the presentation, was it um, updated or is it a presentation that they had, you know, already implemented or is it updated with the new information in it? Mr. Weaver, I would ask you that question. Is it a current uh, updated presentation or is it the previous information that we received in our packet? It's a, a presentation that goes through both the information that was submitted to the commission and was deemed a complete application on October the 2nd, as well as the additional information responding to staff comments that we received last Thursday and that we were provided to commission staff yesterday. So it's, a, it's, it's, it's um, extensive, it's likely a little over an hour, but it's, it's totally complete. This is Commissioner Richter. I have a question too about the reference to the zoning ordinance allowing submittal after the deadline. And just from my own understanding, it talks about information that applies to members of the public. And is the information what we're going to be seeing and that was submitted? <clears throat> how does that uh, apply to the public? And or is it information that allows them to privately develop their land? Just, just making sure I understand what's being submitted and what we're recommend, what we're considering and looking at. And does Mr. my Chair, question make sense? This is Christy Ransom. I, I guess, uh, I guess I can try to answer that. Commissioner Richter, are you referring to the language that's in the supplemental staff report? Yes, ma'am. Okay, that was just uh, put in there to make a distinction between, as you all know, uh, the bylaws say that members of the public can't submit written comments after Monday at noon. Um, that doesn't apply to planning staff, 
or the applicant or the applicant's consultants. And so that was in there to make it clear that that's why additional information is able to be submitted by the applicant after that Monday at noon deadline, because that is applicable to public participants and not for someone who's prosecuting the application or planning staff or me. That explanation makes more sense. Thank you. Uh, this is Don Crohan. Uh, my question on this is the uh, what we're about to be shown. If it if we are shown the presentation, has the staff had a chance to look at this and review it in entirety? Mr. Crohan, no, we we've not seen what they're uh, proposing to present. Would you normally see that? information prior to presentation not necessarily um you know in a in a uh a forum like this where there's a application before the planning commission the you know in a public hearing you know we don't know what the public is going to say necessarily and and the applicant hasn't has a right to address the, the planning commission so um you know i don't find that necessarily unusual okay Commissioner Crohan again, but my my problem on this is what they may present to us tonight. The staff once looking at this may not think this is acceptable or this is pertinent. I'll, I'll answer that this way, Commissioner Crohan. Um, we we indicated in the supplemental staff report that. Um, our review of that, the additional information that was provided last night was fairly cursory in, in nature. It wasn't an in-depth review. Um, obviously, there wasn't time for that to take place, even if we were inclined to do so. Um, and so I say that to, to, to say that the same is true, I suspect, of what may be in this presentation. I, I don't know that we would be in position tonight to, depending on what is contained in the information to um, either concur or disagree necessarily with with the uh, material in the presentation. You uh, know, go, no, ahead. No, go, go ahead, Sammy. No, go ahead. You're you're good. Uh, my my concern and question on this as it as the application at this point is the application complete and ready for for staff. Or are there still a lot of deficiencies in it? So, uh, Commissioner Crohan, I, I would uh, go back to the original staff report where we talked about the the completeness. We always do a completeness review when a, a project is submitted. So we we uh, we look through all the submittals, and there are typically many of them on a, a planning commission agenda, and we look to see if the basic information is provided. You know, do they have a, a, a water letter? Do they have a natural resources plan? Um, did they submit a traffic study within the window that they're supposed to, and, and so forth? Um, the completeness review isn't designed to um, look at all the information to determine whether it's accurate or not, or whether it meets the requirements, but rather whether it's complete. I mentioned in the in the uh, staff report that that took place for this. Um, but but 
but you may be referring, Don, to the, the, the information that was submitted last night, or are you talking about the original submittal? Actually, you're done, uh, Crohan. I'm talking about both. I'm looking at the natural resources. I'm looking at the uh, uh, the traffic study. Uh, none of that seems to have gone through the process where staff felt it was acceptable. Uh, and I'm having a very difficult time trying to consider a referral, a deferral rather, for something that has the deficiencies in here that they haven't followed the rules of our zoning. And if if everything was going according to process, but you didn't quite agree with it and you wanted to, them to make a few tweaks in it, but this is looks to me like more than more than that. This is they didn't follow the rules at all as far as a lot of these things, and it would be very hard to defer something like this. I don't believe in my estimation that this application is ready for uh, this concept plan is ready for us to vote uh, vote on at this time Amy it's Robin Baldry I concur with Don that's what I was thinking that's when I was asking even about the presentation was it updated I feel like even listening to parts of it maybe some misin misinformation that's now been changed and I was surprised that it was going to be denied the application and then you know last evening we started getting emails of 153 pages so i'm kind of concur with don i don't i don't feel comfortable either this is commissioner rose and i i feel the same way i feel like if we've got all this information that's come in a day before um, I believe that staff needs a chance to look that over and um, see, you know, a complete application, as I believe Mike was saying, is not the same as an application that meets all the requirements within um, the different pieces of the application. Um, so I'm not at all comfortable with um, making any move tonight until all of that is uh, seen and understood. Mr. Chairman, this is Commissioner Lothers. Um, I'm just going to ask Mike, could this applicant, um, if we are not comfortable with just, you know, giving someone a deferral because they haven't met our requirements. I have heard the public comment on that. Um, I, it resonates with me. Um, in all fairness, does this applicant have an opportunity to resubmit, you know, use the base information that they have that they can resubmit um, for a complete application? Is that correct? Commissioner Lothers, if, uh, if the application is not deferred, if it's denied by the Planning Commission, then uh, any resubmittal would have to comply with the current zoning regulations as passed by the county commission on monday night but yes to answer your question directly they would have an opportunity to to resubmit the project in that event Amy, again. i have a i have another question about their application so they submitted their application it was complete but it was it it uh did not meet everything. So it was going to, basically their application was going to be denied. 
then yesterday, all this new information came in and that's why it's here before us. Is that bottom line? What it, is that bottom line, how it worked out? Um, it was gonna be before you anyway, you know, it, right. it was gonna be before you with a different staff recommendation, but yes, you know, we concluded last week that uh, as submitted, as presented at that time, um, we did not feel like it met the criteria of the zoning ordinance. And so because of that, we, you know, we have to review what's in front of us. Right. And, and that was the basis for our recommendation. So yes, you're right. You know, with the, the flurry of emails that, that came in last night and in a, in a, you know, cursory, but, you know, somewhat thorough review of that, um, there was information contained in there that made us feel differently about the ability of this project to comply with the regulations without a significant redesign, which was not the case a week ago based on the information available to us at the time. Mr. Chairman, would, would it be appropriate for the applicant to wait until y'all are finished talking or could I interject one, I think, important point? Mr. Weaver, I'll let you uh, interject the point. And I, I'll not, I'll not abuse the opportunity, sir. Thank you. Um, I, it would be, I think, relevant to note that we received a written um, request for additional information uh, last Thursday, last Friday, uh, just a few days ago. And so, while yes, we did, we did work all night Friday night and all day Saturday and all day Sunday and Monday and Tuesday. Uh, to get this information pulled together, we received the commission's uh, staff's um, request for these additional clarification items only last week. We haven't been sitting on this for weeks and weeks and weeks. And until that time, we were working under the um, uh, understanding that both the commission staff was recommending for deferral and that we were going to be uh, acceptable to that request for a deferral. Um, literally until last Friday. So I, I would hope that irrespective of some of the public comments that were made, uh, and, and clearly there was some misunderstanding, there were some miscommunications throughout this couple of month long process since we've been deemed complete in, on the 2nd of October. We only got this request last Friday. And, and um, uh, until last Friday, all of us in this room were working under the assumption based on commu written communication from staff that we were going to be deferred till December. Thank you, sir. My question would be, why would we be working towards a deferral? Why would we be working towards a completed application so we could make a decision tonight? That kind of stands out to me that instead of working towards tonight so we can either approve it or de um, deny it, why would why were we working for, towards a deferral? There was uh, a, one request from staff having to do with a highly technical uh, uh, water resource um, analysis, a hydrological determination that uh, our consultant just simply couldn't produce um, in sufficient time for staff to be able to review it. They felt adequately for the meeting tonight. And so we agreed to that. We were working on that. Staff knew we were working on that. But irrespective of the fact that we had a completed application, this additional piece of information that staff wanted and we were happy to provide to them 
was going to require um, uh, more time than we than staff felt like we have for us to produce it, get it to them, and then give and then give Aaron and others on your staff the time to to to, to adequately review it. And while you have it now, uh, we weren't sure we were going to be able to get it to staff in time so that they could have the opportunity to review it tonight. And that's why we were all working under the um, um, uh, the verbal understanding that staff was going to recommend deferral again until last Friday. The staff was going to recommend deferral that we were going to go along with it. And, and the commission's um, history, this is not the first time Reagan Smith or Waller Lanson has been in front of this body. And typically you guys, frankly, grant deferrals when staff ask you to. And that changed last Friday. We worked day and night to get the information, uh, thinking that there was a possibility that we would go tonight. Uh, we're ready to go tonight. We have an application in front of you uh, that is complete and that meets every criteria. And if we go tonight, we'll put that information in front of you. But um, we, were, we were working under the um, um, understanding with staff that we were going to defer. That changed last Friday. That's fine. We produced the information. We got it to you yesterday, as is our right under your ordinance. And now staff would like the, the time to approve to, to review it, to give you a full and complete report in December. And we support staff's recommendation in that regard. Thank you. Mr. Uh, Mr. Chair Mr. Chairman, may I ask a question? This is Commissioner Lothers. Yes. You're, yes, you're recognized. Oh, thank you, Mr. Chairman. Um, I think that it would be good for, for clarification that, again, we can receive a staff recommendation and we respect it, but it is still the decision of this, this commission as to whether they act and provide a deferral or denial. And I just wanted to emphasize maybe as the elected member of the planning commission that this has been a process of public hearings over the last several months not only the last two years for the 2040 but we have folks that are frustrated and feel that we are bending over backwards for um, folks that want to not follow the spirit of the law of our public policy that has got, you know been adopted and so you know get something in place my personal feeling is that you know governance is a stew of professional staff legal counsel elected officials environmentalists higher professionals to represent their clients best interests the property owners the community stakeholders who are directly day-to-day -day impacted by the decisions we make. And, you know, there's going to be conflict within all of those entities. I would just say that sometimes the players we can weave together a better outcome envisioned than any by one individual perspective. So personally, I have real concerns about this concept plan and being uncharacteristic for this area. And in response to the applicant comment that they have a Nashville mailing address, I encourage her to attend a budget meeting, which is open to the public, where Williamson County has to provide 
Williamson County Schools at a minimum of $30 million for any new residents of the homes that are built, not by your mailing address that the postmaster delivers to, but your schools are determined by your county. And we went so far as to come up with an educational impact fee to help these new growth help defray the cost and we were promptly sued by the Home Builders Association. So as one of these members, I'm wearing many hats tonight. I've heard my colleagues and the county commissioners of the respective districts speak. And I will say that I have grave concerns about this plan. Thank you. Thank you, Commissioner Lawlers. Um, this is Commissioner Rose, and I I have to say that I have a lot of concerns about this as well. Um, many of us worked long and hard on that 2040 plan, and um, I understand that um, from the traffic concerns that have been stated by um, all the people that um, the residents in the area that made the comments about the staff about the um, traffic concerns about the uh, road that will go through that um, subdivision um, as a cut through road and as I would see as you look at the map it it um, looks very much like it could be that um, you know it's one thing to say and to just want everything to be pretty and want everything to be nice and uh, to keep everything the way it used to be. Um, those of us that have worked on that 2040 plan and uh, I worked specifically on the Tryon plan, you know, we know it's not going to remain the way it was 100 years ago, 50 years ago, even, even 30 years ago. But but there's a limit. There's a limit to how things can can develop and to how far they should. And um, I did not know Mrs. Hooker. I didn't know her at all. But when I hear the testimony about her life and the things that she stood for, and then that this is what is happening to her property, I'm I'm surprised. Honestly, I wish I had known her. Um, so I, I have a lot of reservations about this and um, I, I cannot go, I cannot approve this plan as it's presented at this point. Mr. Chairman, this is Christy Ransom. Could I address the commission, please? Yes, ma'am. I would just like to um, when the planning commission takes action, Planning Commission has to state its reasons for doing so, and you have to have material evidence in the record to support that action. Traditionally, if there is a staff recommendation that you are accepting, then you would adopt the staff recommendation and those material evidence items are laid out for you. The staff recommendation of denial has been removed and the staff is now recommending deferral. Should the Planning Commission choose to not follow the staff recommendation and do something other than deferral, please be reminded that your motion is going to have to have substantive and material evidence reasons to support that action. Um, and I, 
The staff hasn't had an opportunity to review this most recent information, so they can't offer you any substantive comments on that. But just as a procedural matter, the staff recommendation for denial is no longer effective. The staff recommendation is for deferral. So should you choose to deny it, then your motion needs to cite the material evidence and the reasons upon which you are basing that action. Thank you. Then this is Commissioner Rose, and I uh, make a motion that we defer this uh, action until December. Is there a second? Before you, before you finish, can I make a comment? Let's have Are a we... second on the motion, please, and then there can be okay. further discussion. Commissioner Rector, second. Thank you. Robin, you may. So yeah. Defer this to December. I did want to just make some comments about my concerns uh, with this, the way the development is and the density of the development and it as a whole, just from the traffic perspective. Because when I was reading, um, when, when it was going to be denied, and again, we haven't had a chance to look at the new information about the traffic and the road and the traffic study. But, you know, you've got St. Matthew's School, which we, that was a big concern of ours when we were talking about Stevens Valley. It's three miles down the road from, from Vaughn Road. You've got um, Stevens Valley. It's a 20-year project. It's a lot of houses on that two-lane road. And they agreed to do road improvements, not widen the road, but do road improvements. So, and that's, I just see more cars on this road. You've got old Natchez, you've got Laurelwood, you have Temple Hills, you have Steeplechase down on Vaughn Road, and then you just put on a whole lot more cars. It's 147 lots, you're talking at least, you know, 350 cars with two families and children driving, and a, a three road from, you know, Snead Road over to Vaughn Road. So my comments are more just also just the impact of even more cars and more houses in an area that, that is to me still out in the country. And I just don't see how this, how the road is going to handle that. It would have to have a lot of improvement to me. And maybe that's in the new information that they've submitted. Some things are going to change. You know, we'll just have to wait and see. Thank you, Robin. And, and I just want to add to that. I, I, I agree with your statement there on the traffic. And uh, we all set through, or most of us set through the Stevens Valley approval. And um, it did have some very stringent milestones for improvements to Sneed Road all the way to Hillsborough Road. And um, like you, I've not seen the updated traffic study. I do think we do a, I, I just ask that staff, if, if assuming this gets deferred, I ask that staff fully consider and legal fully consider how the Stevens Valley milestones and their commitment uh, falls in line with this new development. Because at the end of the day, this development, let's say they go bonkers and they build this thing out in two years, they may, they're going to add more traffic to Sneed and Vaughn Road than, than the uh, Stevens Valley will in the next 10 years. And so I just want to, I want to make sure that if we've approved Stevens Valley with some very strict restrictions on when they can build and when they can't, improvements they're willing to make that that we, we consider those here too. And I'm not saying this development has to make those, make those, but I think we have to consider how those overlap and how they impact the traffic in this area. 
because it is a very busy, Sneed Road is a very busy and high speed and Vaughn Road is a very busy and high speed road. And so I, I appreciate your comments, Robin. And um, I just, should we defer this? I want that fully considered and, and understand that. Commissioner McCoy, this is Mike Madison. I, I uh, concur with what you said and what uh, Commissioner Baldry said, and, and that, that of course is what we'll be doing. And not only that, but the, the county's traffic consulting engineer is, is looking at it that way as well. Mr. Chairman, this is Don Crohan. Could I make a statement, please? Yes, sir, you can, Don. Uh, I'm kind of losing track of what we're, we're studying tonight. Uh, the, the 2040 plan seems to be coming up quite a bit, but that's not what's on for us tonight. What is on for us tonight, in my estimation, and please correct me if I'm wrong, is there is a lot of major uh, deficiencies in this plan. We do not have a complete plan, uh, such as the natural resources, the uh, traffic uh, uh, impact analysis. Uh, and as of October 29th, they still hadn't had a complete plan. The hydraulic uh, determination had not been made. Uh, and I'm, I'm, to me, It'd be a serious mistake, but that's just my opinion for us to defer something like this. I think something like this should be denied and it should come back to us when it's complete enough for us to make a decision on what's going to happen or what will happen with this property. Thank you. Thank you, Don. Mr. Chairman, this is Commissioner Lucision. May I speak? Yes, you may, please. I tend to agree with Commissioner Crohan and, and also what our um, county commissioners spoke about in the public hearing, and that is the completeness of the application prior to November 9th, um, because it seems to me from what I'm reading that it was not complete between our the county's consultant um, KCI and their report. They talk about how the uh, applicant did not show that the county's requirements were met and then also um, we know from the applicant saying just a few minutes ago that the hydraulic determination information wasn't submitted completely um, so we didn't have a complete application before November 9th so I feel like the applicant or the information that they submitted yesterday shouldn't be part of our consideration Thank you, Jessica. Um, this Mr. Chairman, is this is Chris Cranston. Question. I thought we had a, a motion and a second on the floor to defer. That is correct, sir. And we are discussing that motion. And uh, Christy, I will turn it back over to you. You started to say something. Yeah, thank you, Mr. Chairman. Uh, this is Christy Ransom. Just very briefly, um, the zoning ordinance addresses whether an application is complete or not and that determination is made by the planning director if you all have concerns about whether this application was in fact complete then what i would like to do is have the opportunity for the planning director to revisit that issue from a zoning ordinance standpoint and report back to you um, i don't know that you all 
let me choose my words carefully. I would look, I would like to look at the zoning ordinance authority as it's described in relation to a completeness review and the planning director and how that falls in relation to the application as it proceeded through our review cycle and what you received last evening. I would like to work with the planning director to review that and see if it does in fact meet the zoning ordinance standards for a completeness review. But again, that's something that the zoning ordinance specifies is a determination made by the planning director. So my question, Christy, we, we do have a motion on the, on the table right now. Um, is what does it take to do what you've asked? Should you choose to defer it as part of the staff's review of the application materials, we could also look and see based on the zoning ordinance standards, whether that first application was in fact complete. And report back to you as part of the staff report for the December uh, meeting. If it was, then this, uh, this will proceed and the materials that they've submitted will be reviewed by staff and you'll be brought a substantive recommendation. If it wasn't, then we'll explain to you why it wasn't and support that determination based on the law and how it's described in the zoning ordinance. Yeah, and I'll say that's that's kind of where I am tonight too. And I feel like there's been a lot of information. There's a, there's been applications submitted. There's been a lot of information that's followed up immediately. And um, I want to. I don't want to defer just to allow more time for additional submittals. At the end of the, if we defer tonight, um, I won't. I won't done what you just said, Christy, which is review the information that up until what I received last night at 11.32 p.m. Um, and, and make sure where we stand because planning director was not given the opportunity for a fair review. So it is in the property owner's rights, but it's also in the in the everybody else's rights to, to make sure that we get that right. And um, I think that's where we are. And uh, I mean, I will, I've, unless there's more discussion here, we we can vote on the um, the current. Mister, Mister, Chairman, can I make an amendment? Could I make a comment, please? Uh, the council just said. So uh, I'm gonna let Beth Lothers do it, do it first. She spoke up first. Please. I'm sorry. No, no that's okay, Don. I was just going to. I re resonated what you said, Sammy, and so I wondered if there was a way to amend the motion. I'm going to make a motion to see if this flies or how y'all feel about it. I amend the motion to deferral to provide the planning director to review all information that was submitted based on the appropriate timeline and nothing further following today's meeting. That was the intent. This is Commissioner Rosen. That was the intent of my making the motion to defer. Thank can you. Can you do a second or someone? I second it. It's Robin Baldry. Oh, Mr. Chairman, this is Christy Ransom. I'm not sure I understand the intent of the amendment. Um, I think that Mr. McCoy, Chairman McCoy just kind of stated it. He said that I would like 
the planning director to have the sufficient opportunity and time to review the complete application, if it is truly complete, any information that's come up suddenly prior to tonight's meeting. And so I would like to afford him the professional courtesy of reviewing that and making that decision. What we are hearing from folks, we're not wanting to reward applicants by just giving them more time to get their application complete. We've spent a lot of time on this this evening. So my motion, my amendment to the motion of deferral pertains to the planning director's review of what has been officially submitted. Thanks. It can go up and down or down, but that was my intent. Uh, Mr. Chairman, this is Darn. My question on this from for our council was, and, and Mike can step in on this one too. I understood what I have been sent and what literature I have in front of me that the the staff was saying that the that the the it was not correctly it was not correct at this time that the uh, the applicant had not met what it was needed for the concept plan at this point. It, am I wrong on that, uh, staff? That's correct, Commissioner Crohan. You know, in, in in that we determined last week when we sent the agenda packet out and the staff recommendation that at that point the material in the application showed that it did not meet the requirements of the zoning ordinance. Oh, I, I thought that's what we are supposed to be voting on, what we have in front of us. Chairman McCoy, I have a question. This is Lucision. Yes, ma'am. Um, I agree with Commissioner Crohan. One of the items in our packet was attachment 15-5 about determination of application completeness. And from the way I read it, you know, in our packet, I thought this was saying, showing us how and why it wasn't complete before November 9th. So if we were going to, um, you know, move on your amendment, Commissioner Lothers, I'm wondering if that should state a review of information received before November 9th or November 6th. I'm not sure which date, but it definitely doesn't sound like it should go up through last night's information. Mm -hmm. So, um, well, as I'm as yeah, go ahead. I'm sorry. As I'm reading um, the second page of that of that of that additional piece on item 15, I mean it states in there that section 9.1.1 of the Planning Commission bylaws allows the applicant to submit written materials after the deadline for providing information that applies to members of the public. So apparently, it was allowed for them to send that in at the last dying minute last night. And um, Mike and the staff have not had the chance to look that over and to make a clear review of that and to understand what's in there. So that was my intent behind making the motion for deferral so that the staff has a chance to um, review that. And the second paragraph of that, of that page also makes that statement. Um, 
what additional time necessary for staff to review this additional information. Staff is now recommending that action on this item be deferred until the December 10, 2020 Planning Commission meeting. So I'm just I'm just following through with what was provided to us by the staff. Yes, ma'am. I, I appreciate that clarification. Um, Christy, uh, we have a motion on the table and um, do we need to act on that motion before uh, considering any amendment or that, or does Ms. Lothers amendment come in to, can it come into play if it's acceptable? Commissioner Lothers amendment, I believe has a second and yes. you all would need to take action on that amendment before you could take action on the motion to defer because she is seeking to amend the motion to defer. I will tell you as your legal counsel, the amendment concerns me somewhat because it seems like it hamstrings planning staff from being able to review the substantive materials if the planning staff finds that it was in fact a complete review. So I would rather the staff have the opportunity to confirm the completeness review and then if they do confirm, confirm that, go on and do a substantive review of the materials that they've received and bring both of those findings to you in December. As I understand the amendment, the way it's drafted, staff can only make a completeness review and not have the opportunity to review the material from a substantive matter. That's why I asked for clarification on the amendment. Thank you, Christy, for that clarification. I think I was trying to echo Chairman McCoy's sentiments, and I think that it's understood that this isn't an extra month for them to submit other <laughs> materials, but for ha to have the review be appropriate to what was submitted to our planning director. So with that, um, I'm willing to withdraw my my amendment motion. If the second wants to withdraw, that we would be back to the original motion. Who was the second? <laughs> it was, I think it was Commissioner um, Rose. Or no, I think it was Rose on the first one, I'm sorry. I think she also did the amendment. I believe you're right. Ms. Baldry did the amendment on the second. Right, I would second to withdraw the amendment. Okay. I'm sorry, let's back up. Mr. Lockers <laughs> made the motion on the amendment and Mr. Baldry, you made the second on the amendment? Yes. Okay. Okay. Commissioner Baldry, are you withdrawing your second? Yes. And therefore the motion to amend is also withdrawn. So on the table for you now is just the motion to defer to December. I'd like to call for the question. That's a proper motion. I'm sorry, right. I didn't hear what um, Commissioner McCord said. He has to call the question. Right. Do you need a second for that? Uh, yes. Second, Eddie Sanders. So if I'm not mistaken, the motion will be to stop deliberation. Correct. 
stopping deliberation on that, we need to take the uh, motion and second up and uh, go to a roll call vote. Is that correct, Christy? Take, take a vote on calling the question and then we'll be back to the main motion. Okay. Take a vote on calling the question to uh, um, regarding the motion. Mike, will you take the roll call, please? Yes, sir. Commissioner Crohan. No. Commissioner Baldry. I'm sorry, what was Commissioner Crohan's vote? I didn't hear that. I voted no. Oh, okay. Commissioner Baldry. So we're we're voting to to cease our discussion and move on. The vote is to, to end discussion on the motion and to move to a vote on the motion. Okay. Yes. Commissioner Hatcher. No. Commissioner Lane. Yes. Commissioner Lothers. No. Commissioner Lucision. No. Commissioner McCord. Yes. Commissioner McCoy. Yes. Mr. Richter? Yes. Commissioner Rose? Yes. Mr. Sanders? Yes. Mike, did you take the tally? I'm sorry. Well, uh, bear with me for a second. Commissioner Hatcher, how did you vote? No. Commissioner Hatcher, Lothers? No. Commissioner Lothers? You're, you're muted, Commissioner Lothers. I'm sorry, I, I voted no, pardon. Okay, let me let me read this and, and, and tell me if, if this is inaccurate. I had Mr. Crohan a no. I had Robin Baldry a yes. I had Sharon Hatcher a no. I had Commissioner Lane a yes. Commissioner Lothers no. Commissioner Lucision no. Commissioner McCord yes. Commissioner McCoy yes. Commissioner Richard yes. Commissioner Rose yes. And Commissioner Sanders yes. Is that correct? In that case, the motion passed. Thank you. The motion passes seven to four. All right. So now we're taking up the no further discussion of the motion that we have on on the, for uh, deferral till the December meeting. Um, Mike, take the roll call vote, please. Commissioner Crowan. No. Mr. Baldry. Yes. Commissioner Hatcher. No. Commissioner Lane. Yes. Commissioner Lothers. No. Commissioner Lucision. No. Commissioner McCord. Yes. Commissioner McCoy. Yes. Commissioner Richter. Yes. 
Commissioner Rose. Yes. Commissioner Sanders. Yes. Looks the like that passes to depart in December. Mr. Chairman, might we take a five minute break? That works for me. Yes. We will we will return at eight twelve. Thank you. <laughs> 